Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scala. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. So I actually have a bit of a story Ooh. to tell you about my day. Mm-hmm. I went to into the office today, went into work in person. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry I know. <laughs> it was it was worthwhile. Turn oh. up, police car outside. Oh, the ghetto. There'd, there'd been a robbery, <laughs> an attempted robbery. So it's like a shared office space. Mm. One of the offices had been attempted to be broken into. A Range Rover had driven into the glass doors of the building. And there's a central courtyard. In, like So essentially oh. buildings wrapping around a courtyard. They've driven into the courtyard and then reversed into this space which sells Rolexes and Petite oh. Philippe watches and designer goods, like lots of Louis Vuitton, yeah. kind of, I wouldn't, I don't know if we'd say vintage, but probably not brand, like definitely not brand new stock. So probably mm. things that... Popular styles, secondhand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so just turned up and there was just this Range Rover in the courtyard. I'm guessing stolen because who's risking their range? I was going to say, who chooses a range to like... Yeah, you surely, you surely, if you're going to like go on a heist, you buy like a Fiat Punto or something to knock, <laughs> yeah. knock about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like in the middle of this courtyard. So there were forensics and police there all day. Oh, I love it. And it, I just kind of, well, I thought it was relevant because obviously vintage fashion shop yeah, that's, that's what we do like a real target like it was a really calculated targeted crime so do you know if they got away with anything oh they, did they get didn't away he put he put stuff in the safe overnight so they didn't get away with anything but i think it's quite common in sort of that luxury watch sort yeah. of resale or whatever it is shop i think it's quite common um, and he didn't seem that phased the bloke who runs the shop I would have been a quaking mess. Um, But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably part and parcel with the um, nature of owning a store like that. You're such a target, especially watches. And also over the past year or so, 
those brands like Patek Philippe's and Rolexes and all of that, the value, the resale value of these watches have skyrocketed. Yeah. They're so, they're made with such limited runs mm. that the popular stars, people are just going crazy for it. So yeah, in this um, tough economic situation that we are living through, I can yeah. understand. Money needs to be made. It needs to be made. What's your fashion story? (laughs) (laughs) So my fashion story, I don't know if we've mentioned this before last, before last year, um, but you know, the TikToker, incredibly popular TikToker, uh, Carby Lame, and he does the ones where it's like it's it's almost he watches this really stupid video or like stupid <gasps> tutorial, and then he's like, huh, like hold Duh. up, oh no, the one that's like with his hands out, like <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know. How do I not know this? I'm on TikTok all the time. I don't actually. He doesn't come on my for you page or anything, but I just know him from like outside of TikTok being really incredibly like famous like he's basically the second most followed person on at least western tiktok yeah really? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i'll check him out i'll check him out and he's got millions of followers um and he always takes these really stupid you know those five minute craft videos mm. where it's like literally there's a more straightforward way yeah. of doing whatever you're trying to do um yeah you kind of satire with that uh, so um a few weeks ago actually bearing in mind he's like the second most followed person on the platform um a few weeks ago a list had been published of the 10 highest paid yeah. tiktokers on the platform and he did not feature he's the second most followed but he did not rank within the top 10 most paid and it was like a a prime example of how if you're like a black creator like you can have loads of followers but not get paid as much Mm. as your counterparts you get like lowballed basically and it was it although it wasn't new information it was a stock example of how underpaid he was basically and other people who was on the platform who would do the most basic little dances and little shimmies are getting paid like crazy amounts but this week um hugo boss had a show and he was invited he was at the show and he was like taking pictures part of their campaign that you've probably seen all these like ads and images that been floating around social media and that comes off the back of their last show, him walking as a model for Hugo Boss. And it was really nice to see that it was like, although he maybe not be getting paid more than all of them, mm-hmm. it was nice to see that he's he's definitely an attractive, tall guy and yeah. he definitely suits modeling. But to have carved out, which could be a solid alternative career and path in modeling... And maybe it can be for other brands, but to to be like at the very least an actual brand ambassador is really nice to see. 
you can see a lot of influencers who partner with brands to do a little ad campaign, but to see that maybe he has a long-term partnership with mm-hmm. them is actually quite cool. And I'm I'm really happy for him. Yeah. I mean, on the first part of it, I mean that's it's pretty shocking because TikTok is modern, right? Mm-hmm. You'd ex- you'd expect it to be more modern than I mean they get a lot of criticisms for a, a number of reasons but yeah and also I guess maybe TikTok's not regulating that I don't know if that is side projects or I don't what... think it's a it's yeah as, I don't think it's dictated by TikTok yeah. TikTok aren't paying them it's more it's it as I said it's outside partnerships yeah. it's collaboration it's a historic problem yeah um but I also think that's great that yeah, maybe he's playing that the slow game as well. If he's got this amazing partnership, um, hopefully he's kind of being really strategic about what he's accepting. Because some people just slog their guts, right? Some people are That's in it for the true. sharp, like short and sharp game of I've probably got two years of just flogging any old content, and then I'm just going to have to live off of that because it's not I can't keep that up, and also mm-hmm. no one's going to respect me by the end of it. Um, but yeah I mean that's really cool and I, I I think that's really important we've talked about it before that's who we want to see now our, our little friend Francoise or Francis or however you say it mm. that is relevant now I was actually having like meetings about this at work today it's really important to respond to topical things that mm-hmm. is what our world is now mm-hmm. we don't need to see that same model who's been on the cover of every magazine mm-hmm. walks in every show. We want to see the people we consume. These are celebrities now, you know? Yeah. And we should be consuming that. That's mm-hmm. that's how these that's why TikTok's so big. We're consuming these people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um so and also, really- I think there's a part of it where our favorite creators we want to see them do well Mm. when you really enjoy someone's content and you're rooting for them them, yeah and you feel like oh wow they're doing big things or they've got this and you're like yeah good for you yeah and like you said it it says a lot that you were really happy for him when you saw that I think that's the thing I don't feel that way if Gigi Dehedid walks in a show no I don't care but like the underdog like francis in that gucci yeah. campaign you're like yes this yeah. is amazing mm, i love her underdog. um yeah oh awesome yeah so what is your fashion story well i sort of i think have a few i don't know i can't not mention the fact that i think my prediction was somewhat that rihanna's pregnancy style was not be <laughs> oh, typical yeah. My yeah. gosh, is she like even more so than I thought with yeah. like these beaded tops and whatever? Um, she's like living up to our. Do you, do you know what I reckon? Mm. She's notoriously one of the most stylish or best dressed people, fashion forward. Do you think she didn't like that Zendaya took that crown <laughs> for the past oh. year? And oh. she's like, let me show you how it's yeah. done, you know? I, yeah, I think you're um, right there. Because like she is, she would have always made the top dress list of anything. And the fact that Zendaya sort of snuck in, she's been the sort of hero, or she was of 2021. Rihanna's here for the crown for 2022 already. Um, yeah, I agree. 
I mean, but, Zendaya's really been working at it. She's always yeah. been there. She's always been great. But it's the I think she hasn't been famous always... enough, Zendaya, you know, for I it think to be it's really recognised. The presence of Rihanna overshadows. People yeah. can go a little bit crazy when it comes to yeah. Rihanna on the yeah. on the red carpet. But you're right. Um, she has She's had some great looks mm. in the past week. Yeah. I mean, that baby must be cold, but... <laughs> convinced <laughs> and then I wanted to talk about the um halftime show from the Super Bowl first mm. of all it was great it was really different it was just a lot of collaborative efforts it wasn't just sort of one artist doing a set but what struck me is that the only person wearing sort of like a show outfit yeah was the woman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like, don't get me wrong, she looked great. Um, but that we had Fifty Cent in his sort of his typical vest, white vest, black trousers. Dr. Dre, all black, mm-hmm. nice bomber jacket type thing. Um, Snoop Dogg, yeah, he had a bit of a fun outfit. Yeah, he made but, an effort, but he kind of dresses like that anyway. He's got like that. He's so tall and lanky that he he can pull off that kind of a thing and he does his vibe is a cool boy yeah yeah and it was it was still essentially a bit like a tracksuit but just Mm. a a flamboyant one and then Eminem with a hoodie and whatever and then you have Mary J Blige Mm. with like a J-Lo outfit yeah yeah I think of course I agree the women always she, don't get me wrong. Ex- she will have wanted to look like that. Of course, like it, that's the typical Mary look. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that you're right in that women either want to or kind of are obliged mm. to, for the sake of their career, to have these amazing. But if she turns up in jeans and like a vest, she gets slaughtered. She would be get... like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will. Ha- I will put a little caveat in there that I think it depends on the music genre that men are part of for example if it was Usher I think Usher would have given us a sparkly jacket or something and Justin Timberlake yeah yeah um so if you're from that like more R&B vibe I think like and you and you dance I think that's key if you're a dancing male performer yeah you come out with some like like Michael Bay would be in a suit like yeah I, I guess that's true and I know that is it's part of the vibe mm. but I still think actually Kanye would have been serving some looks with a mask yeah I mean <laughs> do we even need to talk about this <laughs> I, I just can't I love it so much um not his fashion choice it's just his his Instagram um cohort oh, um but yeah I, I don't know it just it it's just it's striking isn't it but then also I get quite dressed up for work at the moment because I enjoy that. And that's my place to wear. Well, I only go in currently once a week. So that's mm. when I sort of wear my sort of. Nicer made, stuff, I suppose. More sophisticated stuff, maybe. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I wouldn't call it peacocking because I'm not doing it to look a certain way in terms of take me seriously. But it's my sort of like performance of yeah. this is Scarlett in the office. Yeah. 
Um, but at home, you could equally find me just in a matching tracksuit. Um, so, yeah, I think it's also it's a confidence thing probably for her to wear that. And that's her stage outfit. It's her stage persona. Um, the Her hair extensions or whatever were not good mm-hmm. enough. I haven't actually watched it. So I, it just I need to watch thin. it in the It just looks thin. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. But it was long, so maybe it has to look thin if it's long. Um, yeah, it would be quite heavy, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it oh, was cool. Okay. It was cool. I would have like loved to be there. I spent the whole thing being like, uh, I want tickets to go see her. I want tickets to go see Eminem, which is exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what you do. It's true. Um, That's true. But um, yeah. I did see on my, you know, timeline that Moogler had... Custom design. Mm, oh, Did you see that? I was going to talk about this. I forgot the oh, Jimmy Chu Mugler collab. Oh no! But that is also great. Yes, I yeah. love that. Yeah, um, and really great timing to sort of remember him and keep his yeah, legs yeah, going. True. Yeah, I would definitely get a pair of those boots. Oh my I god, could. love them! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where am I going with those boots? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> um, they yeah. So they designed this custom piece for Dua Lipa. Leaper, Dua Lipa, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what for her tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was black like the cat. Yeah, with the rhinestones on. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. Um, and I like yeah. seeing that. I think we've seen that before. I'm sure. I know. Val- was it Valentino did an Adele tour or something? I'm sure that someone else has done like a Katy Perry tour. Maybe probably Machino or Moschino. Um. Yeah, I kind of love that. I think Moschino did a lot of Katy Perry. I think um, it's really nice. Like we talked in the Kanye episode, like it's all art. When music mm. meets fashion, mm. I just think it makes so much sense. So that's really cool. But like I Mugler has done a number of like um tour things. Like, for example, um, I think they've done one for Beyonce when she had that motorcycle bustier thing. Yeah. And um, Balmain did Beyonce's Coachella or Baychella outfits. Baychella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it is, it's normal in that sense for a designer, a big designer to collaborate with a big artist and um, create something that's unique for them because it's an extension of the runway isn't it yeah like the red, all the red carpet let's say and also it's one of the few times that they're going to repeat that outfit for yeah. the duration of a show so it's actually mm. really you're going to see it a lot and for the tour and stuff yeah it's true it's quite worthwhile I did think for the Mugler piece because you dance and sing on stage and you wear it for every night or for every time oh, you have there's, there's got to be a few of them there must be because she. What if you put your foot through the mesh? But you it's also just gonna stink. <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you can't dry clean it every night, can you? No. Um, you'd have to. You'd have to give it a little probably like spritz with a deodorant or something. Yeah. But also, when you know when they do like residencies and they have yeah. a matinee performance and an evening performance, mm. that's two in one day. Yeah. We'll have to ask Adele about that when that happens. <laughs> when she's on her our uh, podcast next week. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that, I think there's that's my fashion stories. 
we interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. talking about fashion and aging in the spirit of my past birthday and also your past birthday when this comes out yeah (laughs) um and also our joint years 30 years of being on earth it's um it's a big year for those born in 92 yeah (laughs) so we thought that you know what a new chapter of our lives how does this make mm. us reflect on our relationship with clothes? What we see for our fashion choices in the future? And my favourite bit, what terrible outfits I have worn <laughs> <in> the past. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. What would you... I think we've discussed this a number of times. Mm. How do you see your relationship with clothes at the moment? I definitely have noticed and I don't know if this is just being in my late 20s because I'm not there yet guys um (laughs) I've got two months I'm holding on I don't know if it's that you're naturally just earning obviously a bit more money than you were in your early 20s but I can feel that or if it's just a more conscious thing or if it's the way the world is going, I can feel that shift a little bit away from fast fashion mm-hmm. and more about investing or being prepared to invest in something a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I can feel myself factoring, OK, so I'm this clothing size now. Mm-hmm. I'm spending quite a lot of money on this. So maybe I'll size up yeah, because I want to still be able to wear it in five years because it's costed more than a fast fashion piece. Mm-hmm. And I could feel myself factoring in that, you know, you don't tend to like stay the same size your whole life, your whole adult life. Um, mm. And I could feel myself factoring that in and also just being more drawn to investing in stuff or thinking, probably twofold I don't have kids Mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of responsibility so that if I'm gonna spend a bit more money on stuff this might be my my chance to do that um I don't know if it's that or if it's just sort of that so what's those brands that you buy into that are your like the ones that you've upgraded to, let's say? 
I've de- I definitely love and other stories. I'd say oh, that's yeah. a bit more of a it's a slightly more expensive high street shop than Zara or Topshop. Mm-hmm. I love and other stories, and actually their sales are fantastic. They are good, yeah. Um, they last a long time, and also it's not like things don't sell out super quick, so mm. you can really also consider your purchase, which I think is important. It's also down to the price as well, and it's it's a good saving. It's a good saving. Mm um and then i've i've done a bit of karen millen mm-hmm. um more for maybe like shoes or an occasional dress i like rickso but it's a bit expensive yeah. um but as an odd thing um i don't know it's just more i think it's this january i was like there are brands that i love like rickso reformation mm-hmm. i like all saints but if you scour the internet in January, mm. sort of save onto some of those pennies that you're willing to spend or part ways with for those January sales, you can get those brands that you sort of wouldn't necessarily buy full price. Yeah. And I think that's quite um, an exciting thing. I love Ganny or Gan- yeah, Gan- Ganny. I think Ganny, Ganny, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I could see myself, don't get me wrong, it's nice having lots of clothes I already have lots of clothes mm, mm-hmm. and so I think it's more thinking about what you get but yeah I don't know what about you yeah I think I agree with a lot of things you said um I my relationship with clothes is that yeah I have a lot of clothes like you said yeah I really like to shop and I am going I'm currently in a no-buy year my second attempt of one I think the first one lasted maybe six months um so I'm I'm yeah but I'm at a point in my life where I'm actively trying to control my relationship with buying clothes Mm. um and the speed at which I go through them yeah um so that's definitely been a, a big shift for me in my late 20s I will also say for the past year or so that uh I veer more towards darker colors I've made like a conscious choice to buy more uh not as complicated things yeah or things that I think are more uniform like a a more uniform wardrobe let's Mm -hmm. say I'm trying to buy into similar sort of looking things not in a boring way because I don't want you know what's the point in buying new clothes yeah and you don't have a boring sense of style and then oh, thanks <laughs> but just stuff that maybe it's not sexy but it's, it's inside not, joke oh, I think we can get into that later to be honest I think that's another point we can discuss um but yeah just thinking like does this go with multiple other things in my wardrobe now normally I don't care about that sort of thing I like to buy things that I like yeah but I am, as you said, conscious. Like I want, I I want to be able to wear this in a few years' time. Yeah, that suits me and how I like to dress, and hopefully that continues in the same way. And um, so, what shops yeah. do you start looking to for more sort of timeless or uniform pieces? Um, so I, as you said. I do try to buy stuff I consider quote unquote better quality, but you yeah. know, Zara gets me. Yeah. Uh, gets me every time. Um, 
but the brands that I like, I like whistles. Mm, I love work whistles. For whistles. So I think, you know, when you've worked for a brand, it kind of initiates you into like, soft buying spot and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like whistles. Their coats are very warm. Mm. Um, also, you can always get a bargain on Brand Alley, guys out there, if you, <laughs> you want something that's a lot cheaper than the normal price. Um, and other stories has great jumpers. Mm, love that um, knitwear. And knitwear and stuff like that. Um, other brands that I like. Hmm. Look at my wardrobe now. Um, well, also other brands that I've worked for, like Coach, um, I've bought like stuff from them as well mm. in the sale, as you said. Yeah. But I'm like, this is I know this is a nicer quality because I yeah. um yeah, or even if it's not a more expensive brand, it's just like for longest time also I'm someone who before I buy it I look at what it's made from yeah I I like I have to know what is this made from just so I can anticipate what the quality might be like yeah um so that's wear and tear of it yeah and then um I veer more towards like black brown colors Mm -hmm. I think that's a way that I try to like shop with a bit more intention mm. you know I mean? and also for the past few years I have given up buying s- swimwear and bikinis things for a holiday when I yeah. have no holiday booked that's been like uh, um something that I consciously do like I can see like great swimwear and caftans and all of that but I know I'm not going anywhere <laughs> yeah and also in this country, swimwear is not used all that much. So the swim that you wear that you bought for your previous holiday is probably still okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if not more than okay. Yeah. Um, you wore it for a week last yeah. year and that was it. Exactly. And I'm sure you had more than one swimsuit or bikini. So Yeah. So I have a question for you. Because mm-hmm. with your no spend, have you found... I think the problem often when you buy lots of stuff, mm-hmm. and I've definitely tried to slow that down myself, is then you start to fall out of love with existing clothes because you like and want to wear your newer new clothes. One. Yeah, okay. So have you found that because you're buying less and shopping less that you aren't getting fed up of your existing clothes as much? Hmm. I think that's a really good point. I in part I'm doing a no spend so that I can utilize what I already own more so that was something that I was conscious of as I was going into a no buy yeah um but I am someone who also does declutter my wardrobe yeah at least like once a year so I can handle my heart say that I've gone through everything I own at this point because I moved house a year and a half ago. Yeah. So I went through everything at that point, like every item. And I I don't like to move with like redundant shit. Yeah. Um, so I know that everything I own, I... Has a place. I have no intention of like letting go of at this point. Mm. So I still like my stuff. That's so good. That hasn't been really a problem for me. Um, now, do I wish... Or fantasize now about having a walk-in wardrobe. Yes, often yeah, a lot. <laughs> the old. I think this is an Instagram problem, though, as well. I, oh. A, I consume sort of real housewives, but now there are people like there are influencers that because they have succeeded in influencing have 
enough fortune for walk-in wardrobes all of that you just need a spare room I know but it's you know not needing that either for a brood or for guests mm, yeah, you know true. yeah it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a luxury to have isn't it I'm telling you now mm-hmm. I'm on the quest and it will happen at some point in my it life will happen I'm, I'm putting it out there yeah put it out and um, more because I think at the moment I I really have a confined space and it isn't doing my wardrobe the justice of me knowing what's in it. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of bags from my bag designing mm-hmm. that I want to see them. And it would be so nice because at the moment they're sort of at the top of my my wardrobes. I've got to get on a little footstool to reach them. They're oh, in their dust bags because I've obviously I'm looking after them. But it would be so nice to have them in a way that I could quickly grab one to use it for the right occasion. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, it's almost like I get one down and that'll be my bag for the month. Yeah. And I, it's that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think seeing what you have, I'm at the stage where like, don't get me wrong, I want to buy clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have like a wish list. But I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if like everything was like steamed and hanging up mm. and all my shoes were on shelves where I could see oh. everything and then I would get even more use yeah. out of stuff. And you can put together or envisage outfits mm. better. Yeah. yeah. One day, one day we'll That's, get that. We'll get there. It will happen. It will happen. Just needs so, to be a box room as well. It doesn't need to be much. No, it doesn't need to be much. And you can use those IKEA packs. IKEA packs wardrobes. I'm there. <laughs> Everyone's buying those IKEA packs. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so tell me a bit about your style as a teenager and in your early 20s, those uni days. Because I think we came about the uni our uni phase and our like teenage phase came about at a time when online shopping was a thing before yeah. that buying clothes online was not not a thing you had to go to a option. shop yeah and off the back of that things like asos became that's mm. when asos came about really and it targeted yeah, my, my our student generation. loan went to a lot of things <laughs> who's student who didn't spend all their student loan in the first week? Uh, yeah, like, on ASOS. Yeah. yeah, and then, um, so like we were of that age and those sorts of brands were targeting us. Mm. And I think also clubwear became a category in yeah. a way that it wasn't before. So I still have so much what I would call clubwear. Mm-hmm. The very bodycon, like a bodycon skirt that you wear sort of with a body or a, a t-shirt, whatever, a top. Mm-hmm. I have got so much form-fitting stuff that I wouldn't now wear unless I was going out. Yeah. Going out, out. But obviously, at uni, that happened so often that you would get aware of it. And then I think I was sort of trained into buying it for that stuff, kind of going out with friends in London shortly after uni. And slowly friends have dispersed because they're either trying to settle down and no one can afford to live in London mm-hmm. or they've sort of migrated back to sort of where their family's from or where they grew up. Mm-hmm. And so those occasions happen fewer. And also the dress code is somewhat diminished. It's changed, yeah, yeah. 
the style is jeans and a nice top that's you know yeah before I feel like correct me if I'm wrong before it's like people used to go out like say my brother's generation like used to go out in trainers track suits like you might have a really cool Versace shirt mm. but you would wear it with like your jeans or something it was it was more like high low you know yeah. and then when like my sister and myself and like you we were at uni it was hyper glam it yeah. was six inch heels it was bodycon it was bodycon we yeah. were trying to emulate kim kardashian in yeah. the early days you know um and then now as you said like the generation now is you can definitely pull off going to a club and being like the fashion girl and when i say that it's like you're you could be you wearing mum jeans type of yeah. yeah effortless carefree sort of mm. type of fashion like you've thought about what you're wearing it's cool but it's not like i'm wearing peep toe six inch heels yeah that's so true and actually i think that I need to probably day-to-day fashion my is so different I mean it's a shame because I do love a skinny jean but I also think that lockdown has made me just really never really want to wear them skinny jeans are the devil and I've been trying to convince everyone no I, and I've got some mum jeans I love them I live in them but they're not sexy it's it's like it's never yeah. gonna show off I might not have this figure for that long. And I'm saying that I'm not like the perfect figure by any means. She has a great figure, guys. I've spoken about this a number of (laughs) occasions on this podcast. But I'm just so aware that at some point I won't have the confidence to wear skinny jeans because I'm going to have more of a gut or whatever. Mm. But I just can't sit in those things all day or whatever. Um, But I would even say going out, five years ago it would have either been skinny jeans or like sort of leather look leggings Mm -hmm. and a sheer top or like Mm -hmm. a blouse or something like that and I would have a vest top or something underneath I'm not a hussy um I'm joking you can wear whatever you want is a hussy um I am a hussy um but that would probably be my uniform now I really like flares at the moment for my Mm -hmm. going out trousers okay um but yeah, I just think it, it's just really different, but also it's kind of cooler to dress down and it's difficult. And actually, <laughs> I feel like I have a proposal for you in this. Mm. That you're one of the few people that I know who still likes to every now and then just like get dressed up. Oh, wow. And I feel like every now and then we just have to go for a dinner and get sort of dressed up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay, so many we'll of that. my... We'll do that in April for your birthday. Yeah, so many of my friends will be... You sort of think, oh, we're going to get dressed up here. But you turn up and you feel like, I'm the most dressed up here. And I'm not even that dressed up. Yeah, yeah. I don't need, necessarily need to wear my bodycon, but I want to sort of feel like I'm not out of place. Yeah. So I, th- I think it is really different. It's really different. And actually, I do need to cull some of that bodycon stuff because the reality is... Everyone needs a bit of Hervé Leger. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is I don't need that much of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how do you think your your style has changed? Um, or my, I, I guess, yeah, my lifestyle has changed. I um, used to love, and to be honest, if I lived somewhere hot, I think I still would be rocking the party dress thing. Yeah. Um, I think it suits a tan. 
it suits not having weather. to wear a coat yeah yeah, yeah. wearing re- there is I- nothing worse than getting dressed nicely and just trying to find what coat looks the least what like the least jacket are you gonna wear on the bus yeah you don't need that to really no no um yeah so um sorry what was the question again how's your style like how's your style changed sort of over the years that you can oh okay I used to wear a lot I think I just used to wear a lot of shameless things when I was growing up as like a kid or as like a teenager um and I think this is a blessing my parents never really told us that we couldn't wear things. Yeah. So if I had like an idea of what I was going to wear and I thought it was the shit, like my parents would buy it for me or they would mm. encourage me. Like, it, do you know what I mean? So I ended up wearing a lot of stuff that was like, I look back and I'm like, girl, what were you thinking? Yeah. But it was like when I was a kid, it was like experimental. You know, mm. you wear stuff that looks ridiculous, but... Ugh. And you're yeah. or you're in your early teens, and that's what it's about, isn't it? Um, so I think I used to like try and wear things that would like clash or like oh. I used to think would clash in like a good way. Yeah, same. It didn't. <laughs> um more colours, brighter. Um, and then um when I was at uni, um I think I think I've always liked things which are like a bit bohemian yeah. I think I have a soft spot for that and I also very niche I have a soft spot for like things that are like wealthy older woman aesthetic do you know what I mean like I love a brooch if someone wears brooches I'm like yes man so niche <laughs> or like you know me I love big earrings Mm. I love jewelry I love those statement things which gives me the vibe of like when I'm in my 70s and my 80s in my penthouse apartment sat with all your jewels on yeah like oh my god like Scarlett your aunt who lives in Spain oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) I love that you remember that yes yeah living the life of like getting dressed up yeah for no reason because Mm. you own it you think it makes you look nice and it's like why the hell not so I don't know it's that sort of like indulgent aspect that I've always kind of liked but I think now I'm less doing the the clashy thing and maybe just like doing like bold pieces I don't Mm -hmm. know that's in my head that's where I feel like I've chilled out a bit yeah it's difficult isn't it because looking back on past fashion I have so many regrets like prom dresses what why was I wearing those things no your prom dresses were good no they weren't the one that you you made one I made one and like that was a great effort sure but my hair the way I styled myself was bad I'd sort of dyed reddish tinge in my hair at that point (laughs) it was ungodly long like it looked dead Mm -hmm. um I don't know if I discovered eyebrow pencil. <laughs> I don't think anyone knew about eyebrow no. pencil. <laughs> the one before that was sort of a bright burnt orange and I was Casper the ghost. It didn't help that everyone I went to prom with sort of in the photos in the limo, cringe, had fake tanned. 
and I hadn't got that memo and I was so pale and I had this big bold belt on and I know that was cool at the time Mm -hmm. big belts the thick ones yeah uh, but I it's funny because I look at your dress that you wore for which one the first or second floral one one, the first oh the first one I still think that's cool you know what? I like the dress. The 80s chic, the way you had quite like your hair was kind of curly, the way you pinned it up, you it looked 80s no, chic. No, it's it did look a bit 80s chic, but that was not what I was going for. That but was, it's cool. No, but also when I think of that dress, it's not that I don't like it, but I realize I don't have the bust, the sweetheart <laughs> strapless necklines. <laughs> I think you do though, because you don't want like your boobs no. falling out you want some cleave though don't you some cleavage not when you're like 60 <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on we were all trying to be like mini women yeah we're all we? we're all trying to make yeah. something be seen um so yeah. yeah i i look at that and i'm like not bad could have been worse mm. but it maybe it wasn't for me i don't know but maybe that's what we all think about so i think we we grew up in a time where it's so different from now mm-hmm. that there wasn't much style advice around mm-hmm. fashion magazines. That wasn't for us. It was pitched at an older, an older level. Yeah. The famous celebrities were older than us. So we were just sort of, I don't know, you just sort of wore such a hodgepodge. Mm. And also the, the inspiration that we did get to see um, celebrities like on their like off-duty celebrities, they weren't that well dressed no. as they are now. They weren't. I mean, they didn't have stylists like twenty-four-seven stylists. And then we never got to see a lot of examples of normal people styling themselves. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah. social media, is Instagram, yeah. With, yeah, normal people just with great sense of style. Yeah, you weren't exposed to that before. And also, that was when celebrities were like jeans on the red carpet. The amount of layering that was going on—that mm-hmm. I think that's one of my th- the things I regret the most is the things I used to layer. Like you said, I, th- I would think all oh, this is a really cool clash. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, Can you describe some pieces, oh, um, individual I, pieces that really just make you? Oh. Retreat. I remember I had they were both from Primark because it was the thing that you would spend yeah. 10 pounds on Primark and get 11 things <laughs> um it was like this lime green long sleeve top that sounds quite nice with like black stripes on them really thin black stripes mm-hmm. and then I think I put like a cobalt blue thing on top <laughs> And then probably like a black dress over the top of that. Mm-hmm. And it just, no, I just, I just remember just lots of layering and I'm, I was really pale as well. I couldn't take much color. Like I think in hindsight, I hadn't really been exposed to the sun at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess also my now preference is me with a bit of a tan or my freckles being a bit more out. Mm-hmm. So it's also just that preference of that, but it just looks so clumsy. So, and just not thought out, but I know I would have, I know I would have been like, that's gonna, that looks really cool. Lots of over accessorizing sort of with hats. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Because layering was a big thing. So, you know, you have to be kind to yourself because that probably looked great at the time. Yeah, I know. And actually I had, I used to also do lots of sort of color blocking. I think my mum probably had quite a sense, um, a safe sense of fashion. It was that thing of, if you wore a khaki top, you mm-hmm. had a matching khaki hoodie or cardigan to wear yeah, with it. Yeah. And then maybe you had a darker shade of khaki trousers, mm-hmm. but you sort of had outfits that would be worn together. Um, and I remember like my first boyfriend be like, I think you dress really well. <gasps> what was he thinking? Oh, that's, a, you know what? That sort of bad, those like compliments can encourage you to do nonsense I and you probably I, thought to yourself oh I need to keep dressing like this. yeah I mean I definitely I remember my first pair of skinny jeans and when skinny jeans first came out and they weren't as skinny as of the year are now they probably would be called straight jeans um I used to wear that a lot and I'd always have a top and sort of a matching hoodie to wear mm. and ballet slippers I actually wish ballet slippers were cool now or I would suit them. I don't think I would suit them now, but I used to love my ballet slippers. No, I think you'd suit them. I think they're uncomfortable, but they are for people who can pull off like quite delicate mm. pieces. I don't I like think I dress that people. delicate anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I've probably got a bit sort of grungier. I've always I always used to like the sort of Avril Lavigne baggy trousers, mm. seat belt type belt. Yeah, I think I've always had that sort of grungy thing. Or if I I'm dressing too girly, I try and make it less girly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Style style's funny because I'm sure you feel the same. If you put every a week's worth of looks together, it's a very different personality on a lot of the days. Sometimes, yeah, probably, yeah. Like there'll be more a girly look, and then it'll be like, oh. <clears throat> Um, a denim boiler suit and then it's just yeah I guess different moods different styles different Mm -hmm. occasions um but what what would you like your style to be going for like so the next the next milestone is 40 oh yeah I'm I'm like what where do you see your style when you're 40 probably the same as now like I'm not trying to age too quickly, you know. Mm. I'd like to still retain a bit of um, my well, you're, now. You're not wearing mini skirts, you know, to try and stay youthful. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's not like it would be really weird for me to still wear the same stuff. Um, yeah, I think I I would like to think I've got a better collection of handbags. Let's just say, like you know, yes. Why not? <clears throat> I'm hoping that, you know, um, I'll have the funds for all of that. Um, yeah, just probably charging full steam ahead into my old lady, rich lady aesthetic, hopefully. Hopefully. Don't know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do more of? in terms of fashion for the next 10 years it's such a broad question because who are we going to be in the next 10 years who knows yeah and it's a difficult one because I I almost hope that I stop planning the fantasy fashion in my head we've talked about this loads before of oh I've got this dress that imagine that one 
time, that one place, a bit like how you said with holiday fashion, you're like, I can imagine it. Mm. Stop doing that and buy the dress or buy the outfit when the event is needed. Um, Or I have enough of a collection to sort of dive into those classics, that nice dress for this or that. because the reality I'm, is those events don't happen that often. Yeah. Yeah. I am hoping I can still fit into all my stuff. Because that would really put a spanner in the works, wouldn't it? If uh, half my stuff is unwearable. So I once, well, not once heard, an influencer that I follow who's got a really nice shoe collection. Her foot size changed after she was pregnant. Did it go back to normal? I don't think so. Oh. <gasps> And it was maybe only a size, but she had loads of lovely Gucci shoes. She had loads of beautiful heels. And I don't have many designer shoes, but I'd like to think in the next 10 years, I would have one or two nice pairs. Yeah. If you're spending like 500, 600 pounds on a pair of shoes and then a baby means I don't fit in them. I need that money back from my kid. (laughs) um oh god um because also shoes is that one area where you're like i'm not gonna grow out of this yeah <laughs> like shoes and bags you're kind of like well this is forever yeah exactly but yeah i think i'd like to envisage being more realistic i think the beautiful and the fun things to buy are heels nice dresses mm-hmm. but i kind of hope that that changes into oh my god i love that i actually i do like knitwear but like, oh, that's a, an amazing jumper. I'm going to be able to wear that for the next 10 years mm-hmm. because it's such good quality or getting maybe a nicer pair of jeans because I've stayed the same size for the last four years or mm. I think investing in the everyday. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so much easier to invest in the exciting. <clears throat> and I think it'd be... The reality is you don't wear that stuff nearly as much anyway. So, yeah. And I think what you wear every day defines how you view your own personal style. Mm. And how, I'm sorry, my throat. <laughs> and, how, <laughs> and how other people view your sense of style. It's like continuity. Like what are you yeah. most seen in? Mm. And I mean, it, it sounds so contrived and it is, but if you are the sort of person who struggles with a sense of personal style or what you like and you feel like oh I just I just wear whatever's on trend then it's about think concentrating on what you wear day in day out Mm. that is like your start isn't it yeah definitely it's worth worth spending on that I think um yeah what I would say is that recently we're seeing more and more quote-unquote mature models Mm. older models and I think over the past few years it's really changed and shifted how we view growing old with fashion um what's kind of like your thoughts on that yeah I agree and actually thinking about it I think we're probably fortunate in a lot of ways I know when we were growing up we felt like the guinea pigs for so many things in school different things when it came to applying to uni we just felt like the generation of the guinea pig sort of with internet stuff social media Mm -hmm. um 
But I think a good thing is that we were probably one of the first generation where supermodels were still famous as they got older. Mm. Kate Moss, still relevant now. Naomi Campbell, on the cover of a magazine with her kid this month Mm -hmm. or this week. Um, Cindy Crawford, still famous. We still idolise these women who Mm. were the supermodels of the 90s. And I don't think that used to be a thing. Um, And so I think that's a great example for one of us not just forgetting about women after a certain age. Mm, Yeah. Um, I think they're powerful enough people to sort of be like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, And I think that's happening a bit more as well with, with film, film actors and actresses that, Parts don't just suddenly dry up after a certain age. We're not only watching film like teen films or rom-coms where they're all the same age. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy a love story where two people find each other at 70. Yeah. You know, Meryl Streep is still at the top of her game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really exciting thing for us to be able to look at that because it's still relevant. And then that means magazines need to show us styles like that or we're going to see what Meryl wears on the red carpet Mm -hmm. and I think it's important um and yeah I think that I think that's only going to improve and I think that the older older fashion actually is amazing yeah I think that it's not celebrated enough I think you could be so much more carefree I definitely see so many stylish older ladies where I live where I aspire to be them because they're maybe wearing really a chic outfit, but got sort of a um, a zebra print coat on, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's a nice coat and it just looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think our concept of age has shifted dramatically yeah. in the past, like 30 years, 40 years or something like what we consider to be middle-aged is not middle-aged anymore. No. What is middle-aged? I think about that all the time. I'm like, what is middle-aged? Yeah. Is it when I'm fifth, mid-40s or 50 or what? Um, I would almost call it 60s now because when yeah. we were younger, 60 sounded like you're... You're nearly <laughs> retiring. You're, you're, en- you're entering dementia <laughs> zone. You're yeah, entering... Yeah, yeah sort of perishing oh, however price scarlet no no and i i don't perish mean, i know i don't mean that awfully but it yeah. it's it kind of conjured up frail mm. jet white hair yeah both our parents are in their in their 60s or your dad might even be older my dad's in the 70s yeah, yeah. my parents still have their marbles when i grew up mm. i thought that wouldn't be the case at 60 because you just sort of, we had a warped thing or, I mean, I thought I'd feel older than I do at this age when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I would say they're, and they're now at the point where they've got kids that are grown and their life is sort of, can have more going on that it's not, it's nowhere near. It's like a new chapter. It's not the end. It's just the beginning yeah. of a different one. And maybe it's not quite middle as in it's not the midpoint of their lives, but I would still say they've still got a lot going on. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think when we were younger, maybe that age seemed old, but as time goes on, it's not. 
and people are just so active and we I think we're we're including older generations in more in yeah in yeah yeah there's yeah, more po- in, there's more opportunity there's more possibility first of all retirement age is moving 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but I just think there's more going on and we're just not ruling people out quickly and I think yeah I don't know mm. it's exciting yeah I agree like we there was a phase I remember of people who were older and had like jet white hair yeah. it was more like a stylish thing it was like wow all their hair went white all in one go and it's like this you know you have the silver fox there mm. were more women who were allowing their hairs to just go gray and it was almost like a fashion statement or an mm. accessory to their look um and we see more and more women who are older who have amazing senses of style um yeah, they don't or- dress like a grandma they don't, don't dress like I, a grandma, but they I don't you, dress like a, like really young, like, mm. you know, like a teenager. They're in that middle sweet spot that just dresses like cool and effortless mm. and like either pieces they've owned for years or they just have a, I think you get a more defined sense of what you want to wear and what you yeah. like and what suits you. And like that's probably to their advantage or as you get older, it's to your advantage. Um, and I think, yeah, just seeing that, has encouraged more and more people of a certain age to be like, yeah, why I don't have to dress fuddy, yeah. fuddy duddy at that age. I don't have to um, wear an ankle length pleated skirt and a blouse. Yeah. Which is sort of what my great grandparents, I feel like that's what they wore when I was yeah, about sure. four or five. I mean being 40 and 50 was being old. was old. Yeah. Before. <laughs> and it's just not that anymore. No. It's yeah. Um I, I even struggle to say that my parents are elderly. Nah. My, my dad's in his 70s and it's only now that I'm like, is he elderly? And my parents have bus passes. And yeah. I still... <laughs> but I then still it makes can't. you realise that's madness. Like, that's how I feel. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got my bus pass. I'm retired. I'm a pensioner. I'm like, yeah. No, you're not, though. You're not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I think also this year we've seen older actors and actresses mm. walking runways alongside the the younguns, um, and it's interesting because when it comes to fashion and particularly luxury fashion, those who can afford it are not young. Yeah, those who can buy into it and buy it consistently and reg- regularly enough are older in their so true 40s probably their 50s 60s 70s upwards yeah when they've just got all this disposable income or they've accumulated wealth and whatnot and it's funny that for so long luxury fashion has been targeted at the generation or the age cohort that just can barely survive yeah just make just figuring out what they want to do with life and I mean, that's another thing, like luxury fashion now, we see more and more young people own more and more luxury, which is weird in itself, but mm. um, it makes sense that fashion brands and how we feel about clothing and how we feel about dressing ourselves is beginning to favour older people now because, mm. you know, that's who's got the money to spend it and who has a 
a better idea of what they want to wear. So, yeah. So true. So true. Um, And sort of touching on what we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. I definitely, so for context for listeners, we were joking with um, a friend of ours that we don't think that we dress attractive to the opposite sex. And this is very general sweeping, but for sure, I think my day-to-day, maybe more my office attire, but again, I still think they'd probably just prefer it to be a bit simpler. Sometimes it's probably a bit out there. I don't know. I would say I don't dress the way a guy would choose for me to dress. So I don't have a, a Mr. Big in my life, but I have brothers. They would not choose my clothes that I wear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not because I'm that. dressing um seductively. They wouldn't choose it because they would probably I think my brother even the other day was like, oh, you know, you're just you've got a kind of like a, a different sense of style. It's like funky. Yeah. Like quirky. That, Quir- that quirky. word, quirky. And is- I kind of want to be like, do you want to know what quirky is? Quirky is like a half a shaved head. And, yeah. you know, that's what I think quirky is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty pretty safe still. But you you thought the same, that Mr. Big would not choose your your clothes. And do you think that's because style now isn't bodycon so do you think because the bodycon thing maybe is sort of in the past it's not really as fashionable these days either do you think that's sort of like you know we're not showing off our figures do you think it's that or what do you think it is that me makes um is it getting older what is it that you think I think I've always been prone to wearing things that I want to wear in the most like self-absorbed way possible. But that's that's how you're meant to dress, right? No, of course, yeah. yeah. And things that I think is cool and just like wanting oh, God. It's fine. Hear him die in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm recording here. No, um yeah, so I've always just been really interested in wearing things that I want to wear and just blind to to a certain extent like a blind like confidence and like yeah this looks all right isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later on realizing that it doesn't so I think yeah I've always had that unawareness of what maybe guys would rather see me in mm. but in part also because I'm not like out in the club and like wearing bodycon you're right mm. um I I like I like that stuff is it for me now to be wearing all the time no but it's not that I don't like it it's just like a I don't there's not have reason to wear those yeah. things anymore um so I think that Really and truly, if you're someone who likes fashion and you like to wear different things, then you like to experiment or yeah. be slightly more experimental. And I just don't think that works for the opposite sex. I'm talking about heterosex- heterosexual yeah. like relationships. Um, I think that word is exactly right of experimental. I know there's loads of stuff that I have that's like a plain black dress or a really safe option where I'm like, yeah. That, mm. that's great um 
but I also like I know that there are things where I'm like that's a bit of a risk to wear that but I'm willing to take that risk and mm. I know it wouldn't be attractive to, to someone else necessarily yeah. um and yeah if I pick if what I would wear on a first date would probably yeah. be quite different to what I'd wear on a fifth date I'd probably keep it a bit safer for that first one and then slowly but surely be like yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and also I've never been someone who um does the tits and ass thing no. because like I don't really have much tits and it just you know like do you know what I mean it's not um you know you lead with your assets and that's not my <laughs> <laughs> mine um, is my personality <laughs> yeah um no but I think you know when um I think that I think there's something to be said about that actually to get deep about it you know how some people in school they're like the classically beautiful yeah. get all the attention because they have tits and ass or because they're like blonde hair blue yeah. eyes or they have petite features or whatever they have that classic look mm. and they can rely on you know when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and they're like don't rely on that body yeah it's yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> And so some people end up going that route. Fair play to them, mm. like that suits them. But if you feel in yourself that like you don't necessarily have all that more that mm. like stereotypical assets or like yeah. look about you, you're more likely to veer off in other directions where you whereas you dress in a way that you think is more like flattering to you. So you might wear baggy stuff because having tight bodycon stuff doesn't matter to you because mm. it doesn't suit you. Or you think that you have like a, a slightly better personality or whatever. So you don't rely on wearing that stuff that's typically sexy. Does that make mm. sense? I feel like if I if I were to <laughs> therapize myself, mm. I wonder if the experimental thing is because I've probably got I feel like you've once described my sense of humor as quirky or a bit different. Um, I would probably be, I'm probably trying to express my sense of humor or my personality mm. in the way that I dress. So I'm not just someone who's sort of like <laughs> a cutesy personality. Yeah. So I kind of want to show that, oh, there's a little bit of a different undertone to my sense of humor. Or yeah. so I'm going to reflect that in my clothing. I wonder if there's an element of portraying it externally. Because um, I definitely don't feel like myself in certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even finding that, I know we've discussed before about trying to find dresses for weddings. I've got um, one of my good friend's weddings coming up and it was it felt so important to me that I still felt like myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of course you can wear a beautiful dress and get dolled up and try and look the nicest you can look but I wanted to look back and feel like I felt like myself yeah um I think being a bridesmaid is a classic example of where you can look weird because mm. you look very generic and it's not like to say every everyone's special and everyone looks different and there's a spark in all of us that can shine through but you don't want to look like you've come out of a bridal catalogue where all the bridesmaids (laughs) look like carbon copies and they're all wearing dresses that don't suit them but the bride wanted them to wear it so just shut up and wear it is it can bridesmaid dresses can look really dodgy for that reason 
So true. Yeah. yeah. But so hopefully we're going to stay um, unsexy dresses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just keep rocking what... I think I I can only imagine the confidence grows, but to be honest, I don't think I've ever not been confident with clothes. I've always thought that I was dressing well. Shit, yeah, and because I was rain because we've been in, we've always enjoyed our clothes, both of us. So I think we've probably always been like, yeah, and just excited about it. That's nice. I think that's a nicer way to be. I'd rather regret a few outfits. Um. Yeah, you've got to live a little. You've got to be able to look back and laugh and be like, that was terrible, but I wore it anyway. And I think yeah. going back to the sexy thing is that it sounds cliche, but as long as you feel genuinely confident in what you're wearing at the time, <laughs> and that is like the best way to be, because you can wear like ridiculous things, but be really confident and pull it off and it looks great. Um, as opposed to wearing stuff which is quote unquote sexy and you wearing just a body and feeling self-conscious or like, yeah. you know, how does your tummy look after you just had that meal? Yeah. Obviously different than when before you ate. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I yeah. think probably like aging, getting older and finding yourself more and all that like all that stuff is part of the process of um, yeah recognizing like it's okay i don't have to look sexy i yeah. don't because what's the point half I've of these got, guys aren't sexy i've got the personality it's fine. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm, I'm funny enough to compensate <laughs> yeah um it's true though like yeah. I th- yeah i think probably if, you, if you're definitely into fashion and stuff, then you could probably, like, write yourself off as, like, unsexy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think that fashion, as you age and get older and your life changes and stuff, you have to be willing to, like, throw out the old stuff, mm. have fond memories of it, and move on to a different chapter. And isn't that what clothes is about? It's about marking that period of your life yeah. or who you are through what you want to wear for sure yeah it's driving for a walk-in wardrobe that will happen it will manifestation corner yeah so what is our poll for this week could it be how was how have people's styles changed as they've got older or Mm. or do people tell us an outfit they regret oh and they share pictures of them yeah yeah I love it or a trend or a trend they regret you know like the layering thing yeah um yeah I think I think color choices is probably my um you used to wear a lot of color oh thanks yeah no that's not a bad thing no no, I think you you look good no you don't stop no you did (laughs) um I also probably think that because we had I, my main memory of you from at school is just in a in our bright blue tracksuit <laughs> like all the time you just used to yes, wear your tracksuit we used to wear the, the pea tracksuit a lot it was all right though <laughs> it was it was cool I feel really sad I don't think I have my jumper anymore and I still think that'd be a cool jumper to wear probably wouldn't fit quite right but yeah yeah it was all right um yeah so most regrettable outfits 
or trends that you followed. Yeah. I like that one. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.